Do it a little faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences. AKA tell all our business. And explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes. Peace, peace, Queen. You did How it. How are you on this lovely evening i'm so much better now because you did it mm-hmm. thank you hi hey how you doing i'm good i'm doing well it's okay is it my birthday today oh happy birthday i'll be having to a prompt for you. celebration Happy birthday to you. Me. Happy birthday, dear Shanti. Happy birthday to me. I knew you were going to do something. I was waiting for it. (laughs) I thought you were going to start running and riffing and stuff in the last part. Happy birthday, beautiful. It's not really a birthday. It's Sag season. No, it's not. We're going to celebrate It's absolutely Sag season. It's in the air. I feel it in my bones. I feel it more than I've ever felt Sag season in my body in all of my years and many, many moons. I'm feeling very impulsive i'm feeling Mm. very excited excitable i'm feeling very optimistic energized this is all good energy for me and i'm riding it and i'm not feeling ashamed about it so Mm. shout out to all the sages out there i hope you guys are riding around and getting it for the nine and the two thousands because we're special beings and we're necessary and needed so stand in that i have been also revisiting pleasure activism. Oh. If you're an OG around the way curl listener, you remember when we fumbled through that book. <laughs> <laughs> we attempted to say big words and make sense of it together as a community. I'm revisiting it just as a reminder that yeah, to 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 dive into life life can be delicious Mm. to seek out joy and pleasure that it is a really powerful thing and it was interesting because I was down at the Christmas village and there was a uh, a protest with you a union Santa and so there were a bunch of union workers with a union Santa playing drill drums and fucking it up and the joy that they spread and the energy that they shared and how expansive it was i was like oh i you know this protest or this resistance or us making sure that we're heard and seen doesn't always have to be so fucking 
doggedly it doesn't have to be rooted in struggle Mm -hmm. it can be rooted in joy and pleasure and sharing and dance and good music and infectiousness because that got people's far more got people's attention and involved than them you know complaining and talking Uh uh-huh it made me think of that absolutely made me think of that and if you are not um familiar with pleasure activism it is a book by adrian marie brown and she is very very inspired by audrey lord um and ah fuck and what Uh, i forgot the name of the poem take it just everything's fine we're here oh sorry um She's super inspired by Audre Lorde's poem about, uh, I can't get the exact name, but it's just about resistance. Power in the erotic? The power in the erotic. God damn. Um, Why can you just ask me? You ain't trust me? Oh, I I thought you were picking up what I was putting down, but I guess you did not. Anyway, y'all should check out the book. It's a collection with many different contributors. It's not just Adrian Marie Brown, but she interviews a lot of people to figure out what brings them joy and how it's helped them in their lives. It's a really powerful, Uses of the erotic. Book. The erotic is power. Apologies. Um, if you've never read that essay and memorized it, like I obviously haven't, um, you should. It's on YouTube if you want to hear her it's, read it. It's, it's, sh- amazing. it's something you should read, listen to every day. My mm. God. I think I'm going to listen to it every day until my birthday. Thank you for that. Yes, Shanti. Let's Speaking make sure of, we link that in the bio. We should. Or it, in the it, description. it is just like, come on. <clears throat> also want to shout out Big Jojo, Big Jolie, who came to the Christmas Village. She's a listener. She was such a beautiful woman, and she very confidently and kindly shared that she was a listener and that she her name was Jolie as well and to all the many around the way curls listeners that have come to events and purchased things I appreciate you if you're in for the Philadelphia area I will be down at the Christmas Village in Love Park selling wares from the Sable Collective come through with the come through i'd be happy to see you or shop online so those are my spiels all as well thank you for the birthday love <laughs> in other news um i still have not seen black panther Boo. and i have shame you should be fully. i don't know what's going on with me i haven't been able to get there i'm just full of shame and i also haven't been able to see woman king and the thing that I also have a lot of shame about is I'm so excited about Avatar 2, which says so much about me. White people saving the world. Hate it, but love it. I'm so nervous about them coming out with that. It could not, be bad, not a, right? Not after like the woke era has woken up. Like I'm Not nervous. them trying to do it again it with these indigenous not- aliens. I know. Y'all niggas it is might weird. Not slap. And then Zoe's in it. And you know Zoe's tricky. Why JoJo look just like those avatars, though? <laughs> I, was, I looked at it. I said, that, that's my baby right there. <laughs> no, the person who looks like those avatars is Willow. Well, her little beautiful self. <laughs> Willow Smith is an avatar, She looks actually. like an avatar. 
Anyway, I need to see these movies and I'm going to. Maybe I will prioritize that this weekend. That's part of your joy practice of pleasure. There you go. Also, it has been 100 and, well, by the time this comes out, it will be 140 days since Beyonce released Renaissance and we don't have a visual. And at this point, I feel like it's violent. Die slow. I think that she's playing with us. I think it's rude. I don't think that she's being um kind to her audience i feel like she's just dangling carrots i feel like i'm in an abusive relationship and i don't like it and i'm Not sick of looking all this at this woman picture that she's of her on this ever course. done for us and we're having a heart all the generous gifts that she gave us that we didn't ask for no you're or only deserve a, no short-term memory you're only as <laughs> what have you done for me lately aren't you Beyonce? still bumping renaissance and loving it to every death day and and still not happy. She said, die it's crack. slow. It's Choke crack. On that. It's crack. So I, it's getting tricky for me. I was, I was realizing that I have neglected like almost all other music. So like I have still have not listened, listened to WizKids album because I'm still playing Renaissance. These motherfuckers ain't stopping me. These motherfuckers ain't stopping me. I know. <laughs> I pull up on these hoes. I look so good. Anyway, <laughs> I saw a tweet and it th- I thought about you. Oh, no. First, I need to congratulate one of my bestest friends up here in the New York cities. Angela had her baby. Angela had a baby. And I Yay! must say, you had the same thought that I had when I showed you that picture. I said, that is a beautiful baby. That is a beautiful baby. Babies that don't baby come out, out beautiful now. Let's be no, honest. I came out weird. I came out tricky. But Angie's baby came out plump and round and just Facial healthy. features defined in proportion. Oh, soft. Not so her smiling. She's smiling in her sleep. She's so cute. So that's another reason why I want to fight off whatever this is I'm getting because I want to meet this baby so badly. Yeah, get well. So I don't know. Either way, I'm going to have a mask on because I'm not playing with my little niece, but I cannot wait to meet her. And I also saw a tweet from uh, Silvio Bell. (laughs) And she responded to another tweet that said, a woman on the clock app said that when she was pregnant, two of her teeth just crumbled out of her mouth. Oh. (laughs) The meme... Of Regina, um, what's her name? I can't remember the name, but she's holding her face like this. And Sylvia said, her response was, I'm going to need y'all to start reinforcing the pros of motherhood because the cons list is getting too steep. And then I thought about it and I said, let me ask Shanti what the cons of motherhood is outside of loving your child. Excuse me, the pros outside of loving your child because you I feel like I know the cons. And I feel like some of y'all have turned me off to the idea of this here. So I'm just like, remind me of the pros. Because oh, if you your teeth to just, think about somebody besides your motherfucking self, I already do that. <laughs> Next. What else? Your breasts get bigger. I don't want nipples that. stretch so that they're wonderfully, deliciously licked. Oh. You. <laughs> 
get to see yourself do one of the hardest things that you've ever done and know that you can do it and you're called to do it over and over again. You see the benefits of labor of or just not labor but love more than anything mm, like it's not that. just you doing hard work that makes your kid awesome it's you having fun with your kid and loving them and kissing them and giving them attention that you get to see this dope being like i'm obsessed with jojo Jojo's beyond what i shit. think i instilled in her she's way better than i could have ever imagined her being she's just like and I and I have access to her, and she fucks with me by default. Stop. That's I crazy. love that. Look at my face. She's so she's fun. She's a oh, lot of fun. She is, and, um, and she's about and she's like out in the world, and you get to watch her like engage in life in in a new way with new skills that you don't necessarily have. And so you get to see her like do life differently. That's amazing. And feels like another opportunity for you to live vicariously and force your desires onto her. <laughs> oh, wait a <laughs> Excuse minute. Excuse me. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kidding. smiling. And then I was like, wait, no, wait, wait, uh-uh. no, that's beautiful. I think you're right. That is worth your teeth crumbling out your mouth. Also, Queen, don't blame that shit on your kid. <laughs> I ain't never heard of nothing like that before. Brush your teeth, sis. Anyway. Brush your teeth crumbling. That was beautiful because I saw so many responses and so many women who are not mothers yet saying that, like replying to it saying, yeah, because this shit, they expensive, they hard, your life is over, I don't know. And I'm just, and I was reading it and I was thinking like, yeah, but. You get to pour into somebody, but I wanted, I knew that you could you articulate pour it, it back in a very too. different like, way. Yeah. And it's not even just pouring. It becomes like this alchemy together. It's mm. not, you know, a baby's, the difficulty of a baby is only what, a year? I feel like it was, it's longer than that, but. Shout I was like the care of, of a baby, the intensity of yeah. a baby, but babies are fun. In other news, something that I'm not having fun with is that we seem to have beef. Came, it reared its ugly head last week when a picture of Jonathan Majors was released on the internet for a new film, a film about apparently a, a amateur <laughs> bodybuilder who is struggling to create long-lasting relationships anyway what this sounds like that's a that's the plot i don't know don't ask me but this man just looked like he was made in god in god's image mm -hmm. and i responded to that i even sent it to you so you could enjoy sharing yeah. is caring uh -huh. But you accused me of gaslighting. Oh, no, no, tell the whole story what happened. Go go the sequence <laughs> from beginning to end so we can be real clear. What was tell the sequence? Tell the host. Uh, what, exactly. What was the story? What happened? Tell me the story. You do it. I, you you I decided to put this on here. What happened? I'm going to put it on here because I, I, I go back I to the Go back to the go thread. Go to the thread and let's see what okay, happened. I'm going to go to the thread. Let me go to All the thread right. real quick. I posted about it. Uh-huh. Do I need to read that? Was the tweet the problem? Do I need to read what I tweeted? Or can we bypass that? I don't have any sense of what you tweeted. I, I don't know what the your tweet was. The tweet was are. the first part of the post, sis. I said I should be jailed. 
for the thoughts I'm thinking. No, no. Because did I comment on that? You commented on the post that this was in. Do you know how to work Instagram? <laughs> I. But what did I comment on the post that was in there? I don't quite know what you're talking about. Did, did I comment on their post about Jonathan Majors? Okay, I posted my tweet response about the thing. Someone, Ashley, hey, Ashley. Hey, Ash, Ashley Lemonade, whatever. She said right in front of and added you, the Sable Collective, though, because it was me posting about how mm. I want to love him and do deviant things with him yeah. in the name of love. Uh-huh. I responded to her and said she, meaning you, mm-hmm. she has been unfair to him. Mm-hmm. She has withheld her love and support based off of who he chooses to love. Mm-hmm. She forfeited her rights to him long ago. Okay. Sorry, not sorry. That got seven likes. Okay. <laughs> she laughed at me. Ashley Lemonade laughed. You said to me, girl, keep my name out your mouth respectfully. I never said your name. Then you yelled at me in all caps, never count the kid out of nothing so i responded and said wow wild how you just hop and skip and jump past all of the disparaging things you've said about him Mm -hmm. but now your lusty self wants to forgive and forget Mm -hmm. make it make sense ashley responded says so shanti we need to put this congregation we talked about on my podcast to rectify him and ai whatever and get some of the fellow listeners onto this because crying face it's getting severe up in here you said to highlight how she gaslights me right question mark i responded and said how to you i did you didn't say mean things about this man and say you don't support him any longer Mm. i have video footage shall i post it's not gaslighting if it's true words mean things Mm. oh and that's all that was the thread that's the end of the thread that actually is the end of the thread. I didn't comment after that. There's no, no comment. I don't for know me. if you know how to work Instagram, but you don't have any comment here afterwards. No. Yeah. You and I had further conversation from there. It's not. I was minding thread, my business. So. Oh, you God. posted a picture of Jonathan Majors. I said nothing of it. I didn't I made, bring you up. I said nothing of it. Ashley brings me up. You then go on to undermine me, undercut me, and say, undermine how dare me. you like Jonathan Majors after you said he has... he? I didn't his- say you. I said she has been unfair to him. I was responding to Ashley. I never called But who are name. you referring to? She, she called me out for, for basically trying to take your man. I then responded to her and said and explained why this should not be an issue because I'm only stating facts. I'm not coming for you. I'm literally stating facts. You did so, come. And for what him. are the facts? Be clear about what the facts are. The because facts are. I said that Jonathan, because I have a problem or you I'm said conflicted. You don't support, you don't I'm not you finished. Like him Can I finish what I'm oh, saying? Okay. Because I said, and I can say that, right? I said, I don't support Jonathan Major. We, I'm conflicted. And that was, what, two weeks ago in the weeks prior. I've continued to talk about Jonathan Majors uh-huh, and my uh-huh. conflict, 
my conflicted emotions about Jonathan Majors. Uh-huh. I haven't thrown him out of my um I could still objectify him. I could still think he's a beautiful person just because you have issue with somebody and conflict with somebody doesn't mean that you still don't think he's attractive and can be a part of the I'm all of a sudden not allowed to to think he's a beautiful being because I'm feel conflicted about his choices. You, That's a question. This, this I feel conflicted is very interesting because that I not say the energy. No, but you regardless, but that even if I said I don't like Jonathan Majors dating a white woman, period, that means that I can't think that he's attractive and see pictures of him and say, "Damn, he looks amazing." Oh, I would like I'm to have sex with him. I'm not saying that you can't do that. But I was that's again, what you just res- said. That's not what in I said. That you I said just you're said right. It. No, I said you're right. So you can have all the feelings you want to have. What I'm saying is, I it doesn't mean that I can't now lust after him. I and never stopped you se- from that because that that May was I my comment. Now? Do you think I can That's finish? That's not now? my comment. Do you comment. think I can finish? Because I let you speak. I'm asking you. Can I go ahead? But stay on the facts of what no, we're no. talking about. We are. The, I am staying on the facts. What's the can main argument? Do you think I can speak? If you're speaking about no, what we're, the facts are. Do you think I can speak? If because you're the, referring to the original argument, because we have to have an original argument here. I am talking about the here. original argument. Okay. So very quickly. Uh-huh. Okay. Because this is ridiculous. You brought it up. Ashley. And, and then made it big and then are mad at me because I'm defending I'm not, myself. I'm not, not defending. I'm not telling you you can't defend yourself. What I'm saying oh, is. Oh, my God. You. Is it okay if I talk? I just it. I feel like is it this okay? Is gas this? Oh when you want to talk about gaslighting, this is it. Shanti, and I, it's because I'm trying because don't I don't agree. That. No, gaslighting does not mean just because you don't agree with somebody does not mean you're gaslighting them. No, I don't the agree. Fact that so what that, I'm saying, what okay, I'm saying ahead. is, Ashley said, "Wow!" in front of the Sable Collective, which me, which I responded like, "Girl, I can say whatever I want about him because." She don't even, she don't like him no more. She said, I don't. All right. You know what? Real fast. You said, I forfeited my right. Sorry, <laughs> not sorry. She's out. Because I didn't want to talk about it. It's a picture of John. And Major. now you're gaslighting. Right. I don't think you understand <laughs> what gaslighting is. Can you please wait? I want you to hear. I'm not and, gaslighting. And you're pouring gasoline on it. That's wild to me. We knew it. We That's knew it. wild to me. I don't want to go see his shows anymore. I don't feel like I want to support <laughs> no. him in the same way. And that's my that's problem. crazy. I Our moms are white. I know. I understand the complexity. We know that, that internet. That that's not like, the bro. argument. Grow up. Stop getting all dazed over some pink oh nipples and grow the fuck up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more mad she's skinny. All that big old man. Grow, grow up. up. Bro, get a get woman. Get a woman. Get somebody with some meat on them. Get somebody so that's nourished. Have them bones skinny, but she can't even keep you warm. Let the real climate change happen. You're going to need somebody with some won't last. Warm. You're going to get sunburned anyway. She ain't going to handle She's just going to burn out the sun. I'm sorry. I know I'm not well. I'm sorry if I'm making people well. prickle. I'm sorry to all the lovely white women that I love so much in my life as well. Who deserve love. Who just deserve not Jonathan Majors. Just not just Jonathan Majors. So I don't know. I don't know if that's gaslighting by playing something that you said that for me, I'm trying to explain after hearing that. And after many conversations on this podcast, I didn't 
feel that you were still after Jonathan Majors. The then way. why did you send me a text of him in the morning of his because body? Because I know if that I'm you not... think he's cute, but I thought so, the last time I did that, what? you literally were like, I actually don't really want to talk about this anymore. Oh, you're getting I mad. Know, I, I am because <laughs> this makes no sense. And I hope people hear it and be like, girl, that makes no sense. I don't want to talk. I for real, for real, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Oh I my don't. god! It doesn't make any sense. That doesn't that make sense to me. It well, makes why? no sense. I don't understand. If I'm you like, posted Yo. him, I didn't say anything because I don't. I didn't say anything to you. I understand. I to someone but then else. Ashley says that, insinuating like, "Ooh, you like Jonathan Majors, and are claiming Jonathan Majors." In the same vein, she's insinuating, I'm not saying I support it, in the same vein as AI, OG Around the Way Curl listeners, if y'all know, <laughs> y'all know. I, she tagged me on that. I said nothing. I didn't respond to Ashley. I didn't say anything. You come up and say, Shanti can't say anything about Jonathan. Basically, your synopsis is because Shanti thinks... No, she can't say anything about me saying something about him. Not you can't say anything about him. That's not what I said at all. I didn't say anything about... What are you defending yourself from? I didn't say anything. To her, not to you. That's my point. I'm not sitting here saying that you can't lust over him. No, you said she's forfeited her right to lust over him No, her rights to him, meaning like... Oh, you're the only one. Like that's I your never had that. This is so dumb. That, that doesn't <laughs> like, make any sense. You're the only one. That's your man. The way that. But you can't talk about him. You can't lust after him. You're Shanti. Your hands are off. You've you're out of the game because you don't like that he dates white women. Although and on that very clip, him. you are similarly there. We're not. We're not arguing or sharing any different views on that clip that you. Just I said. Shared. You, I said that was crazy. But I said then, it was crazy when you were like, I don't support I said, him. And I don't think don't, I like him. Don't talk to, don't, like, why are you talking about me? I don't have anything to do with this. And you're like, I, oh, don't say nothing about him girl, because you can't talk about him because you don't like the way he Nobody was addressing you. That's what you're not getting. I, I never but wrote you. But you're referencing I said, me and you're saying in your reference to someone else about me, Shanti's out the game because she doesn't really fuck with him. So she's out. Sorry, not sorry. I'm not. And then... <laughs> You gaslight me and make me seem like I'm crazy because I say that's not a fair argument. And then you continue to try to prove the argument that's not fair with more proof of that of as if you are you're supporting an argument that doesn't actually makes sense i don't know if because I'm regardless you. i think i just don't agree gaslighting is when well, i'm trying to convince you that you're not sane and i don't you are making me feel crazy that makes me feel crazy to be like girl you can't say nothing about him because he like white girls and i'm like no i can not like that he dates white girls and want to have sex you're with not him. you're not you're, okay well, this is done I'm i also, can it's not just and that's what i've been that. trying to prove to, to you <laughs> and try to say to you but you continually <laughs> undermine and cut that truth which would end the argument by by repeatedly saying hold on let me have more in evidence of you this was the dumbest 15 minutes <laughs> and this was your choice but i'm i'm standing by that okay. that Two things can ha- be at the same time. I can think he's gorgeous. I can lust after him. 
and disparage him and be salty. I can do that. <laughs> okay. I can do it. And no one can take it from me or I can't be out of the game because of the thing. Because, because why? It makes no sense. And then you laugh and mock no, like I'm, I'm crazy because I'm, I'm defending not. myself. No. You don't know what gaslighting is. No, please. I'm not. The fa- it's crazy I'm, to me. The fact That's that I'm having real. No, I don't agree with you. I'm laughing at how mad you are. I'm not laughing and trying to convince you. You're I'm crazy. not mad for no reason, son. I'm not you saying you me? are, but I can still find it to be funny. We're on a podcast. I'm not All trying right. to convince you that you're okay. crazy. I just don't agree. All that right. doesn't mean I'm gaslighting you. All right. Let's take a break because it's going to get <laughs> awkward. But all right. Cool. We're here oh now. Oh, my God. Jonathan Majors Yo. is tearing us apart, <laughs> and he hasn't offered to give us anything like a black man can. Fuck. <laughs> All right. I'm <sighs> <laughs> sorry. I don't know how that you have not laughed yet. You because, actually, it may, I, because for real, rap I know makes that me feel mad. crazy. It makes me feel crazy. Because I'm if like, I don't am agree? I crazy? I'm not saying that you're crazy. What don't you agree with? Now I, I don't. Just, I have no idea what you don't agree with in this moment. What don't, don't you agree with? I don't agree that 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 it's just that you oh that you could just be like oh I, no I just I didn't disparage him I didn't like throw him out with the bathwater I felt like you did on many episodes like I know that you still think he's cute but you're like I'm I'm I, I washed my hands like I, he's frustrating me. I don't know. This he's is still that cute. big of a deal. I don't know. I'm not. He's cute. He looks wonderful. I thought this was going to be this funny. This is Ashley. Ashley's fault. Sweet no, lemonade. It's no, it's you, this is I your thought fault. This was gonna you, be, you know. I thought this was going to be a no, funny Allen Iverson back It's not. Allen Iverson also is gaslighting <laughs> and makes me upset as well. Okay. <laughs> it does. Okay. okay it okay. does. All right. It's real. It's I true. think we can take this offline. I, I really, obviously, there is something deeper. No, I is nothing deeper. This is it. Like <laughs> if that makes me feel crazy, and it, even right. it's petty. Not it's laughing. not like around any other deeper notions. It's just like that's it. All right, I that's apologize. It. That's I it. apologize. I will not play I, around with this. Mm, I'm very uh, seriously. I won't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, we please this rate and subscribe. Much. Not around the wig curls. <laughs> they like here go another one where y'all are making everybody uncomfortable around. The- we should actually edit this out. No, I don't know if or cut it up so it's not this fucking long. All right, let's listen to some voicemails <laughs> from some. This is my birthday too. No, that is that. That's another first thing. First of all, you, you not ruined going, my don't birthday. Don't gaslight me. Now this you is get, the worst you birthday in the video. Cur- no, first you gaslight the runaway curls because it's not your real birthday. It is December 9th. It will air on your birthday. Don't play with me. Appreciate I would not you. argue like happy like birthday, Shanti. <laughs> Fuck. See how you are. I'm playing a voicemail. You are nuts. Wow. Oh my god. Hi, ladies. I literally just called um, with tips on how to ride, and this is not related whatsoever, but it's a question that I've always had, uh, specifically for you, Shanti, the Sable Collective. I think it's amazing. 
I'm curious what the inception was. I don't know if you've ever spoken about that on the podcast. Um, I'm not familiar with your blogging days. I wish I was. I don't know how I missed that. Uh, but I've been listening from day one, and I don't think I've ever heard you explain um, the inception of Sable Collective, like why you chose to go into like a like a boutique artisan business and the name and all of those things. I'm really curious. I'm really curious about that because it's just I don't know. I think it's really niche. It's like oh my gosh, you found a you know a market that you know you can fill and all these amazing things. So I'm just curious about that. Thank you. Oh boy, I think I think we have an episode all around the Sable Collective, or maybe it was the Sable Collective just moving spaces. But it opened in 2016. I've always loved boutiques. I've always loved thrift stores. I've always loved shopping um, from a very young age. And it was around the time that my daughter was born that kind of grew in me to start my own business. Um, and it was always around natural hair originally, um, but life did what it did. And I was given access and around some people that were seasoned entrepreneurs and we ended up being a partnership together and it moved from being just like a hair focused boutique, um, and, incorporated more of the black artisans, whether they be jewelry makers or authors or printmakers, clothing makers that we found online and were excited by online. And we're like, yo, it'd be really dope if we could put all of these brands that people are becoming more and more familiar with online in one space. And so we reached out to the brands, we opened up and the Sable Collective was born and um sable actually comes my dad has <clears throat> a old um what would you anthology book anthology uh, it was like an anthropology book and it was around um race and there is an a poem i should find this for reference because this isn't the first time that someone's asked me this but there's an actual poem and i think it's by a dutch art um a dutch slave trader at the time and he's kind of like i don't know if he's had a change of heart or if he's just fetishizing black women um probably the latter but it's possible that he had like one of those come to jesus moments but anyway he's talking about the skin of a black woman and he uses the word sable. And I, that before I even opened sable, I remember that word and um, kind of capturing it in my mind. And we thought to open it, uh, we thought the sable collective. So sable means like black, brown, deep, dark. Um, it's the old word for black and brown basically. And the rest is history, honey. Here we are riding around and getting it. Nope. All right. Next up. Hey guys. I'm the person who called asking for the runaway community to give me some advice based on episode 214. Do I still know how to ride? And I realized after listening to y'all that I was not specific at all and that I might sound like I don't know how to ride at all. And after listening to both Shanti's and that previous sister's advice, 
it's clarifying for me that maybe that is accurate. I really wanted to know, like, how to talk to these men, but I'm finding maybe I need to prioritize stretching and yoga and getting my legs in my other right before I get to that talking step. Anyway, thank you guys so much, and thank you to that fellow listener. She sounds like a wonderful lover, and mm-hmm. I would take that advice and put it into practice. Thanks so much for pointing back into me, y'all. Bye. <laughs> There I love it, it. I love it too. I don't I don't have much to say about it, but I love it. Um shout out to that lady who called us with the tips Girl, and tricks. Generous. Generous. Kind. I don't know if I should play the next one. This was the one where people were um offering insight into the different approaches that people take with us and I just feel like maybe <laughs> after <laughs> The first. I don't know. It's up to you, sis. But I'm just like, I didn't. Re- I don't know what it is. You have more sense of what they said than I do. Um, Follow your judgment. Okay. I mean, I'll play it and see. You can always cut it out. Hi, Shanti. How internet? This is Bree calling from Dallas. I wanted to leave you a voicemail to let you guys know how much I love you. I think you guys are doing great. Um, you are inspiring. You are talking about things that are profound. Um, I was just listening to the episode with Black, and I wanted to talk about the um, the brown skin privilege that you and Shanti think she has. Um, just to let you guys know that um, I don't know if people are caping for Shanti because she's brown skin and you are light skin. I have a lot of things in common with Antoinette. I normally write her on Twitter. I have a deep affection for Shanti, though. And I'm going to just say where I sometimes will cape in my head for Shanti is she seems to be um, hypercritical of herself. So it's kind of hard to call in and be critical on someone you already can hear is being hypercritical on their self. And sometimes it's, I don't know, why but it seems like in older episodes like you know internet um i love you and i don't want this to hurt your feelings at all but it would seem like you were like i don't know get on i don't want to say get on her like it seemed like a little bit in the lead um and then sometimes when and when shanti speaks it's like oh my god like like when she freaked out on the episode about the light when she was doing the um the parenting episode and she was like oh my god internet's gonna be so sad it's like she's like her holding her holding her breath i don't know how to explain it but yeah it just seems like you know she's critical on herself it seems like she's really trying to impress you so i feel like that's why sometimes i would cake for her because i'm like oh my god you know i don't want to add insult to injury but yeah i don't think people should be coming for you either Oh, my God, but I'm, like, literally doing that same thing. I'm so sorry. But that's just my perspective. I am brown, so I wonder if I have a bias, and I could. Um, But I know you guys love each other a lot. I think you guys have the most really genuine friendship sisterhood I've ever seen on a podcast. And I just hope you guys keep it up. I would like to say I don't think that you're coming for me at all on that. I think you probably are 
are, I don't know, hearing something that I'm not necessarily hip to, and I appreciate that. So I don't want you, Shanti, to ever feel like, I don't know, nervous or anything like that. I think that, I do think that I, my personality and in the background, I'm pushing and pushing and like pushing for us because I believe in us so much. And I especially believe in you and your brilliance and everything that you bring to the pod. And I don't know if I say, I don't know if I say that enough, but I want to take the time now to make sure I say it and acknowledge it. And so it might come across, it might be stifling or feel like this hovering thing where it's like, I don't want to create an atmosphere where there's anxiety. That's not it. I want it to always be deeply rooted in my belief of, of us and my, my desire to see us reap the fruits of our labor and show up as our best selves and, and, and do our best because it's, it's going to come back to us tenfold. But again, I think that I've learned a lot from you. And in the earlier episodes, I hope I was much worse then than what I am now. I hope that I'm thinking that I'm learning so much from you as well on how to approach partnership and business and just life and not having to only be about productivity that I hope I've eased up. But I don't doubt that people heard that kind of energy between us in the beginning. And for that, I apologize. I think, I mean, I think it was just a, a, a learning curve. And again, nobody can make you feel any kind of way. Um, you can be tempted to feel a kind of way, but if anything, if there's um, anxiety or if there's insecurity there, that's my own um that's my own grappling um and my own thing that I think I'm I I deal with especially around uh work stuff but um and yeah I don't I don't I I don't feel like I'm hypercritical of myself on here but maybe that's interesting to hear that it could just be you. You use self self deprecation as a as a like a you know a joke. It it's be. like the way you joke. I, listen, <clears throat> but y'all just they y'all everybody. This is therapy. Everybody know. <laughs> like listen, <laughs> what I think is that no, but I, it's interesting. It's it's wild to have so many people privy to dynamics and see things and see repetition and pick up on stuff and see patterns. Um, and and not being a mirror to us what the fuck but um <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean even in that i actually don't think that that is a plausible um reason why people choose to um pick on you or have critique for you in a particular way i i I, I mean, I feel like what she brought up is a certain dynamic, but I don't know that that feels like a reasonable, um, a reason, a reason. I think, I think you, I think your way of being 
your openness, your confidence, your beauty, all of these things is an automatic trigger for people to like project like, oh, she, and you're just, I don't know. I feel like you're just an easier target for that in the way that you are present and show up in a different way than I do. So that's, that's my theory of why people yeah, the brown Choose skin that, privilege like, thing I think is a joke, right? Like I don't want I people hope, to really But maybe I hope it is. I think that we were joking. I don't But uh, shit. Uh, in some instances though when it comes to the race stuff, I don't think it's a joke. But like the other like the other stuff where people got stuff to say about my voice and stuff, I don't think that has anything to do with <laughs> that. Like I I think that's we, that's we joke just about like, that. Come it's on. like easy to point to that and laugh because we're two biracial women that identity is tricky mm. shout out to us though look at us doing hard things <laughs> okay let's hopefully this one's lighter i can't remember hi my name's christina um it was great meeting you both at the she did that holiday bazaar and realizing that you both are as amazing in person as you are on your podcast my friend Alex and I decided that the Sable Collective was our favorite table by far because it was the Come. only one that we both liked. That's Thank good. you both for helping two Brooklyn transplants have a fun holiday shopping experience. Secondly, I really appreciate your reflections on gratitude in episode 220 because it reminded me to prioritize being more present with my family, cherishing the important moments and not being so career focused that I miss out on investing time with the people I love most. My question to you both what are your top two goals that you need to accomplish in 2023 that will get you closer to your long-term goals in life? Antoinette, sending well wishes and continued good health to your mom. Shanti, keep curating amazing products to grow the Sable Collective. Proud of you guys. Keep up the amazing work on your podcast and happy holidays to you both. Bye, ladies. I love it. Succinct on top. You saw her. Fuck it. You heard uh, her. Killed it. Why are right, you first screen that? Because you know I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> I Girl, know. I, know. I heard it was like, oh. <laughs> I added this a little too late, and I forgot that that was what she asked. I okay. think that I I may actually have to come back to that. I, I um, <laughs> long-term goals would be, yeah, I, I got to think about that. I will, we will, I promise I will return back to this. It may be on the final episode of this season. Season? Is this it? We don't is have this the season. final episode? No. We We're recording record, we next record week. More? <laughs> what? <laughs> we have to record next week. We're recording on the 16th, I believe. Oh, That's the last. Oh my we, God. We want to talk about it then. That's when we'll talk about it. We're going to forget. Can you start another outline? Long-term we go forget. All right, we'll we'll come back, sis. I I'm having I'm getting itchy thinking about what my two goals are that will help me further <laughs> myself in my career and my life. Oh God, I'm not prepared. Um, my goal <laughs> for this episode though is to make sure you feel loved and supported and heard. I'm dead ass serious. You're not looking at me. She's not looking at me, y'all. Hold on. Let me write this thing down before I forget how to do this. Oh, it's on there. I just saw it. To make sure you feel loved and supported 
and heard and not gaslit. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> and and I'm proud of myself because all these little things that are happening, I'm not freaking out about it at all. Can you tell? <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> uh, can you take us to the Patreon, Shanti? What is Patreon? Shout out to the long-term investment made by our patrons. Not y'all picking a tier and committing to it. Come through. <laughs> B. Harrison, Kalia, Christy, Brittany, Brianna, Brianna, other pronunciation, <laughs> Crystal, apples. Frankie, <laughs> Richie, Patrice, and Rachel. Thank you for joining the Patreon community if you are interested in seeing this real life work here, <laughs> making mountains out of molehills <laughs> and somehow finding a way to pathologize <laughs> and a, do therapy. Come words. Come on, you words. You can pay for it <laughs> and see our faces, the blushing, the eyes averting, the laughs, the giggles. <laughs> The, the anger, the visceral <laughs> anger. <laughs> Please <sighs> hit us up at one nine hundred hustler to also leave your what is internet? What is the call? What is Shanti, the number? What is the number, Shanti? Mm -hmm. What is it? We write it down every week in the description. So what could I copy be? and paste that every you week in the so description? Annoying. You can also give us a call. If you want to leave a message, if you want to, to help us help ourselves. At 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. All right. I think let's, t let's take a break. Let's actually take a break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And then come back and finish this off. All right. <laughs> With that. Oh, please sing. Oh, I, I wasn't going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
after these messages, we'll be right back. And we are back. I recently listened to an NPR interview with Michelle Obama. She was interviewed by Joanna Summers, and it was to discuss and promote her new memoir, The Light We Carry, Overcoming in Uncertain Times. And Michelle had a lot of tea, had a lot of advice to give to you, them. She talks about parenting. She talks about her own um, parents' raising of her. She talks about Barack and herself. She talks about preserving herself and also, duh, overcoming in uncertain times. She talks a lot about the pandemic. What I was very interested in um, is her advice that she had about marriage and her critique, I feel like was a, a, I mean, she didn't at all focus on it, but she subtly critiqued our generation and our stamina when it comes to commitment and relationships. And this is not a verbatim um, quote from the interview, but she said things like, we want everything now. We want everything quick and nothing in life is like that. She's referring to a relationship. Um, she says that it's never 50-50, that if you sp- take the span of a relationship, it can be 70-30, 80-20, 60-40, whatever, and that this kind of imbalance can go on for years. It can be imbalance, as well as the discomfort can go on for years. And she feels bad that people give up on the relationships because of these periods of hardship and discomfort. And she said, don't even think about putting kids into it because that just complicates it even more. And she wishes that marriage wasn't romanticized the way that it is because she says people give up so early and they don't see or reap the rewards that come in your reflection and in your review of the time that you spent together and the period that you endured together. And that 50-50 kind of um, uh, review, you can see like, oh, actually it was 50-50 because for the first, I don't know, 10 years, I was really holding it down with the kids while you know, he was going to work. And then the next 10 years, when I went back to work, he was holding down the family and all of the logistics, da, 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 da. And then you can see where the balance comes from, but that doesn't happen unless you stick it out. I have a lot of opinions about this, but I sat and I listened to another podcast actually talk about um, this interview as well. And they were very pro this idea of life is hard, relationships are hard, you stick it out. And the fact that we are a a generation that wants things fast and we are just trying to avoid discomfort by any means and that we do not have what it takes to endure long committed relationships and 
we're just not, we're not built for it. It's not going to happen. And inevitably being alone, feeling alienated is the byproduct of our lack of really committing and sticking to itness that is required in a life that you reap the results after you work hard. Huh. And I was like, sounds good. Sounds good. But I don't know. Do you think our generation has it fucked up? You think this idea of soft life, this idea of red flags, this idea of this nigga ain't in therapy. I'm not talking to him. I only talk to niggas that are in therapy. If they do this, that, and the third. This, I think they're this. all different. <clears throat> I think everything that you're saying is different. I think um, the the expectation of somebody one, I think soft life. I don't interpret soft life as when it comes to like, I don't see it as something that has to do with relationships. I see it. It's as something to do with your approach to how you want the way you say, how you want your life to feel. And so I think about work first and foremost, I think about how I treat myself, how if I can't work out this day, am I, tearing myself up am I prioritizing rest like that's how I see it but I do think that this generation and many folks now that so much is being the buzzword is you know boundaries the buzzwords are you know gaslighting and therapy and all the things that I think words mean things and I think that My friend wrote about this, Obi, and he was writing about how t- today's generation, we're just labeling people things without any real understanding of what they actually mean and how rare they actually are. And so, you know, someone you might think is self-absorbed, we're like, they're narcissistic. I'm never dealing with them. And it's just like, well, you can have your preferences, and but everybody's going to have something to work on. No one's going to come through, if we're talking about with relationships specifically, come through perfect. And no one's always going to be at their best. So I do subscribe to the notion that there are times when someone's going to be giving 30%. The other person has to supplement. And then the hope for me is that my partner will recognize when I can only give 30%. And they can supplement. So I think I think often we look at compromise. We conflate compromise and like and and like self-deprecation. Or not self, excuse me. What? We we conflate compromise and like self um when you're like abandoning your own needs. What is that word? Why can't I think about it? Why can't I you said it well? Okay. And and that's not the case. I think that you still have your needs met, but you're, it's not going, nothing's going to be all the time. Good. You're going to have to show up even in our relationship. You know, my mom is not well, you showed up for that week. You have the Christmas village. I'm going to show up and you know, but there was conversation involved. There was preparation involved and there's reciprocation. And so all of those things I think are the things that we should be looking for in partners. Not that they're perfect, 
but that they are able to communicate, that they are able to recognize and acknowledge when they're not able to show up and fully, when they're able to then, you know, see that you need help. Like it's a, it's a sort of emotional, um, maturity and awareness. And I do think that today's generation expects folks to be perfect all the time and they discard of them when they're not. Well, and that's when I'm like, I'm good. That's, that's not really boundaries. You're actually just becoming to me, a person with unrealistic expectations who devalues and dehumanizes folks and expects perfection all the time. I I I think all of it feels broad, but if, but if I had to generalize, I don't know that in the ways that I resist Michelle Obama's stance or this idea that relationship is rooted or grounded or stabilized by this idea of struggle or compromise that just feels old and traditional in a way and I think if we're on a pendulum swing, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe the kids, maybe we're on the far, far, far left right now. And it's, it's, you know, trying to find language or trying to find um, footing around something that doesn't necessarily feel true to us anymore. Because I think so many of us saw and witnessed our parents and our grandparents maneuvering in those in that same paradigm of like we're gonna stick it out I'm this is my role this is that person's role I I hold down this area we got to do this for the kids we got to do this for generational wealth we got to do this for religion whatever but that same kind of like fundamental like you know we will reap the reward in the end, in the, in the, if we play the long game, then that's going to support and reward us more versus mm. I don't feel good. I haven't felt good in five years. I don't want to not feel good for five years. <clears throat> but that's I don't one. want to feel good just, it's, it's less about the person being imperfect because I don't know that I don't I don't know that Michelle was talking about anybody being perfect more that you have to bite buckle down when it's hard and stay on it because the reward is at the end. Then you can see like, oh, it was it was balanced. Well, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if that was what she was saying, but I I don't know if I agree that the pendulum swing is the same. I, I don't know if I would compare the pendulum swing of like, I can show up this way, this at this time, and then you can show up this way at this time is the same as hunkering down and staying in the same role where there's no reciprocity and there's no conversation and there is no pendulum swing because the standards are set and I'm, I've been unhappy for five years and I haven't said anything because you won't care to shift oh, the but, pendulum to help. I, maybe, I think it's the exact opposite. What do you mean? I think the pendulum swing is the exact opposite of that. I think no, I mean like the I, kids, the kids saying, I'm not, I have no, I have no desire 
to be motivated by my discomfort or your discomfort ever. Like I'm not doing this transactional thing of like, yeah, you're going to be dog ass tired and take on all of the majority of the labor for this for five years while I do this thing. And then we're going to switch it out. And then at the end, it's balanced. And it's like, oh, I helped you. You helped me. Maybe the kids are like, why? Why does that even have to be the only option? Why is that the only option? Why can't there be pleasure and ease for both of us? Why can't we figure out ways for there to be pleasure and ease? Why does it have to be rooted in like, oh, I, I, we're going to hold on tight because times are tough and we're going, we got to, got to hang in there. We can't give up. I, I don't, I don't think, I, I, I agree. I don't think that it always has to be that, that somebody's hunkering down and somebody, there's always discomfort. I don't think it's, it's well, that's what that. she That's what she that's what she is alluding to is that 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 is saw, part of marriage well it's never that's 50, a part of 50. life and so i don't think that i i don't think that folks are recognizing that it's not always pleasurable it's just not that's fucking no, life no and so when those things happen which is bound to happen in relationship people go through shit in relationship that you that my your partner will be able to show up in a particular way. I I don't the hunkering down and the the um romanticization the romanticization of struggle is never something that I'm interested in or something that I think any of us should be interested in, but it I don't know. To me it's like I don't see it as transactional if there's com- I don't see compromises transactional. I I don't see let's for instance, let's say you and I are in a relationship, a romantic relationship. You, I don't know, something happens. You're you you're someone in your life, you you have to now turn into a caretaker for a parent. All right? That is going to require a certain amount of energy from you. You are not going to be able to show up in our relationship the same way that you once could. You already have a, you know, we have a kid already, whatever the case is. I'm going to then supplement what you're not able to do for the time being. And mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that I have to like it or that I have to, I don't have to have hard days and tell you that I'm having hard days with this and, you know, like whatever, But then if, you know, like, and then it will, I don't know. I'm not interested in the evening out. It's to me, when you love somebody, you show up, Mm -hmm. you show up. And that's the transactional thing. That's like the evening out feels transactional. Now you don't want to be a fool, but I want to know that that person will do it, will show up the same way for me, but what if it would be reciprocated? What if that's too much for that person? And that's not my person. But but I think I think that that there's um, there is failure or selfishness or like, oh, you are an asshole that you gave up. You actually it was too much discomfort for you. And and you're you centering. 
also I, I mean i'm i'm not in any way um denying that that you gave a really good scenario because a lot of people would say that was fucked up but it is what if it's because too it much for that person like i actually then you cannot up. go for five to, because because a, a parent now this is that's a great fucking example because a parent being ill that that changes the care, whole dynamic. but also that care is indefinite because you do not know when a parent is going to pass. That mm. could be five years. That could be 10 years. It could be 15 years. Year seven, nigga, I am tired. I am weary. I am not getting what I want and I desperately need for me to feel alive in my life. And it's eroding and, and, and my um, surrender and my service to your needs is not fueling me with happiness. It's actually making me resentful. But, that's but I the have thing, though that that's where and I don't mean to cut you off, but that is where the emotional intelligence and the ability for me. These are why I look for certain qualities in people. That's where, do you have the ability to communicate that with me? And then we can have conversations around your needs. Maybe that means I have to hire someone to help so that may, we have to shift. Maybe that means that But maybe that person the relationship, also just is like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm sorry. And, and I'm not the, staying, I'm not doing the long game with you. And, and, that, I have and that's to go. and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Is that when you are in re- to me, because we're specifically talking about marriage. If I were to ever get married, I'm getting married to that person with the understanding that it might the dynamic might not always be this. With the understanding of do I love your mother enough? Do I love your sister enough? Do I love like do I'm marrying? all of you, which is includes your family. It was so clear to me with my sister and her husband, when things happened with my mom, he drove her all the way down to Philly and drove right back to go to work. It wasn't a question. He calls my mother, mom. It's a, it's, she, and I, and and he holds me down. I am an extension of that. So that is the type of, relationship that i'm looking for that's the hunkering down to me is the understanding for but you can't control another person's truth and reality nor can you change people but i'm not trying to that's why i'm still single that's why i'm not married well i guess i'm playing the devil's advocate of i feel like if or our generation who is not who's finding language to step out of performative roles, right? Because it's one thing where it's like, yo, I fucking love you. I love your family. I'm going to stay with you through thick and through thin. And my service to you brings me joy. And and I know that that's going to be returned to me. And that reciprocity is is the type of relationship that I have. You there's have also other people. joy in giving the love. And giving, yes. But there's some people, there's some people, um, I would say a lot of people who get in relationship don't know what that is or, or what that requires. Are, 
are in these relationships for five years, 10 years, it gets hot, it gets cold, and they actually don't want to do it anymore. That And that's what she's speaking and they, to. And they leave. And, and I don't know that that is something that needs to be like, oh, you, you kids are alienated, individualistic, and you don't... You don't hang in there to reap the rewards of it. It's like, me, no, like I, I want it now. I want this thing now. I've done this, work this thing out with you. And I'm actually don't feel the nourishment of reciprocity with you. Like I'm done. I've been with, I can't, a, I'm not to happy. To me, that's a completely different thing. If you don't feel the nourishment of reciprocity with somebody. Then they that, have to, to go. To me, that. To me, that has less to do with outside influences and hardship. It has more to do with that person doesn't have it within them to show up for you. What I'm saying is that to me, I'm more talking about the argument around the hunkering down during bad times. I feel like you should be able to do that. If you really love someone and I'm talking about the percentage thing, I think there's a ton of people who get into relationships and they're in, they're in, they fall in love with the, the romance of the relationship, right? They fall in it. They don't rise. They're just like swept off their feet. And that's all that they think come with it. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you are in relationship, if something happened to where you had to be your whole life, you know, like an outside thing happens and you need to show up for your mother, for your father, for Joe in a particular kind of way. And your partner leaves you as a result of that. I'm going to have a serious issue with that. And I feel like you would too. And it doesn't mean that they're not right in saying like, Hey, I don't have that capacity respect. Fine. But then that to me, that's not your, that's not your person. And that's not the love that I'm looking for. No, Does but that I make think, sense? I know it makes perfect sense, okay. but I think our cultural critique of that is there is no space for that range. Like you're deemed you're on the bad spectrum and you're mm-hmm. deemed as like individualistic, selfish when you're just I when you're just is, being think, honest. Like I don't I, have it there. I don't I, have it to I give think you. It, Again, I think it is individualist and selfish if you're talking about it within the confines of a marriage. A marriage, a marriage is two people committing each other supposedly for the rest of their lives through thick or thin. So when you dip. That's a whole other conversation. Right, when you dip. That's a whole other podcast. when When the thick happens or the thin happens, then you weren't honest. You see what I'm saying? If you're just dating and you're like, you know what? This actually is too Why much for me. Why aren't you honest? Why aren't you honest? Because it's you, you're in the umbrella of marriage. All of a sudden, you the only honesty is I that's got why to, marriage I gotta hunker down. Me. I have to be honest. That's why marriage freaks me out because that's basically of it. Well, I'm talking. Obviously, I'm talking about the general interpretation of marriage. Marriages can look very different. Maybe if you're honest within your marriage and you say, hey, I did it. Maybe the marriage opens up. Maybe the marriage looks different. Maybe you don't live together anymore because the person Mm. can't deal with that. There's Mm -hmm. all of these possibilities. But again, that takes emotional intelligence. That takes communication. That takes reciprocity and compromise. We're not discussing that. We're talking about somebody just kind of is like, I'm out. 
I no. can't deal. No, and it's I like mean, there's it's all in the of conversation. These... You tell you don't just leave. It's like within well, yeah, the conversation. There's tons of different possibilities to what a marriage looks like and to and to what that compromise is when things when things happen. But, but it's not the I don't norm. think that a, no, it's, it's not, not the norm, but that's exact we're saying the same thing. It's not the norm, but it's not the norm because I don't think it's because of the confines of things. I think it's because of the emotional intelligence and the inability to explore the possibilities and have the hard conversations about needs. People get so frustrated and resentment and resented, excuse me, and resentful around, I feel like their needs not being met or they're not being reciprocity. They're not being reciprocity in their relationships. But are you saying that? Are you being uh, honest I, with I, your partner? I think you that that I think the complete opposite. I think that oh. there's these confines. I think I think a marriage is. But if is you don't want deeply... to operate within the confines, you gotta say that for the person to know. If you and that's okay, and you have to trust that the person no, I, I will be think, okay with it. But most people don't. I I think it's a really. I think that, again, if we're talking about a cultural paradigm it's really really new it's really really vulnerable and scary and it's really really um unpracticed in the greater social acceptance of people having those types of um marriages and conversations and that being accepted Mm -hmm. just like i said with michelle obama in here i feel like it's this idea of which I can't disconnect from capitalism, you work really, really hard at something, regardless of if it hurts of how you feel about it, because that's what a good worker does. That's what leads you to success in a particular way. That's what's going to make you happy. So if you want to be a good in the same way you have this package of marriages, like, all right, you found this person and to be in a successful marriage and to reap the rewards of it and to find connection, because that's all people want to do, is you you hang in there with them. You follow these roles of whatever married people do, and See, it's going to lead to you roles. be connected and happy together and nine times out of ten it people end up being like something about this doesn't fit right it doesn't feel right and I'm a fucked up person something's wrong with me and I it's really scary for me to be honest about it because society has taught me that this is the way things go for me to be like nah I don't I actually don't feel comfortable doing this I actually don't want to take on this kind of struggle or whatever the case may be and it's not um and to say it's like oh you just don't have the proper emotional maturity it's like nigga this is not what humans do this is not this is not what society tells us to do i want to be really clear the uh, proper emotional the proper emotional maturity to communicate how you're feeling from jump let me just say Mm -hmm. i don't agree that if she's saying that you got to get in this marriage, play the certain roles and hunker down. I don't believe in the roles. I think that that needs to be blown up. What I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm, it's not a role thing. It's a human to human. I love you. I'm going to look out for you and show up. For the rest of your life. 
I'm not married. I'm talking about generally what it's what what the what that structure is saying. But the other thing is you said it's a hard thing to do and it's, or excuse me, it's a new thing to do. It's also very new for people to be like, deuces, I'm out. I'm not getting married. My question is, why is it easier for us to discard of the relationship to say, I'm not dealing when, when shit gets hard or when stuff doesn't feel good to say, oh, I'm out instead of having the hard conversation of I'm not feeling good. How can we shift this? How can we? That's the hard part. That's that's where I'm like, blow up the role. If you're not feeling good, maybe it looks different, but maybe the relationship survives. The love survives. You don't discard of that. Maybe it just looks different. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, that's what I'm like. Either there, either one is new. People aren't getting married the way they are. People are having kids out of wedlock. Women are not having babies. People, women are marrying women. It's all new, but the easier to me, to me, the easier approach that people are taking is this, oh, I didn't like that, or this doesn't feel good, so I'm out. And to me, that's not a sustainable, that's not a sustainable approach to love. Not the love that I want. It the hard con- you, you and I have had so many hard conversations. I couldn't love you more. I couldn't love you more, but we have had so many hard conversations. Hard. Imagine if things got hard with us and we decided to discard of it instead to say, you know what? This doesn't feel that's good. Not, I'm not going to do this anymore. No, that's not what I'm, I'm not saying that that's what people I'm, should do. A, I'm saying with, with, I'm not. Yeah. I know. I don't think that's what you're saying. I'm saying that this is what I see, in, generally. I don't think that's what you're saying at all. I'm saying that that's what I see. That's how I hear people talk. That's how I hear friends talk. Uh, I'm out after two years, one year of dating. I'm out. Or you break up for three weeks, five weeks, a couple months, and and then nobody really talks I, about what happened, but somehow you're back together until it repeats itself again, and then you're broken up again, and you're coming right back. It's like, when are you going to have the conversation? Yeah. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm not. I'm very, I, at this, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But I, I, I don't saying. know. I didn't listen to Michelle, and I don't know. I don't, I am with you on the roles. I don't agree with the roles or the, play your part and hunker down and everything's going to be okay. I think it's a lot of talking. I'm not in a relationship. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe this is not real. What I'm, what I'm thinking love the way people love is. I don't know. Well, thank you all for another episode. (laughs) interesting episode of around the way curls and um thank you for listening and following us on this journey we look forward to more bye you have just heard an around the way curls john follow them on twitter at atw curls and instagram at around the way curls we out early <laughs> Very good. Give me a second, give me a minute. Nah, little bitch can't let you finish. And that's right, I need commissions on mine. All that songs you got for me, all that shit I gave for free. And I want it back, want it back. This ain't the one inside, case I
of many means. I ain't talking pedigree. Ain't no right as that's just me. Ain't no spiteful, I'm just tea. Can't hate a bitch for free. Talking, I'm off the bench like Brady. I'm pressing niggas like Katie. It's up. Yeah, nigga, it's up to me. Remind you with that the reef. So classic that ass.